Hello and welcome to the Healthy Gamer Girl podcast. I'm Liz, the Healthy Gamer Girl, and before we begin, just a quick disclaimer. I'm not a doctor, and this podcast is not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease or condition. It is not intended to be taken as medical advice and is informational in nature only. For any medical advice or information, please talk to your doctor or primary care physician. All right, let's get on with the show. Hi guys, it's Liz, and today on the Healthy Gamer Girl podcast, I want to talk about something that I'm asked about so often, and that is, why am I not losing weight on keto? And just more broadly, why am I not losing weight or even gaining weight? And it seems pretty simple. I think most of the time people are just told, you're eating too many calories, but it's a much, much more complicated topic than that, and we are about to dive in. Just straight out of the gate, I want to say that I don't think that weight is necessarily the best metric we could be using to determine how, I guess, our success on a ketogenic or really any diet or lifestyle change, but a lot of us, it tends to be the go-to. I think that maybe a better way to track our progress is to take measurements and to see how your clothes fit and to just generally see how you look and feel. And all of those things provide a far more accurate picture of whether you're doing well on keto. Because if you're losing weight on keto, but you feel awful the whole time, then maybe that's not working for you or whatever program you're doing. And if you're not necessarily losing weight on keto, but you're losing inches and you see more definition in your muscles and your clothes fit better and you feel great, then that I would say is a success for sure, but doesn't necessarily show up on the scale. So I think it's important to keep in mind that it's not just one number that we're after, it's this whole constellation of things that we're looking at. And while we can get very caught up in weight, it's not it's also not necessarily the best metric just again if you're gaining any sort of muscle then your weight isn't going to reflect that if you're holding on to water for hormonal reasons then your weight is not going to be going down either um it's just it really it's not the best metric basically but again we all we all use it it's impossible not to really i feel I feel like we've been very conditioned to believe that your success is tied to your weight. So if you really, really want to use weight as the go-to metric, well then, let's get into it. So let's talk about that caloric deficit issue and how you might actually be eating too many calories. So that, that really is the first thing that people will tell you if you say, I'm not losing weight, why am I not losing weight? And it can be really frustrating to hear that, like, oh, you're just eating too many calories, especially if you're tracking diligently and you're following a plan. You can think to yourself, how is it possible? I'm literally tracking every single calorie. I know exactly what I'm eating. But sometimes that's not fully true. A lot of people use cups to measure foods and that can be pretty deceiving. The best way I would say to measure your food is just to get a scale. They are pretty cheap at like Target or Walmart or pretty much anywhere these days. So just a simple food scale can really change things. You'll notice that while you think a cup of something is a cup of something, it's actually drastically different. So learning how to eyeball those things can be really helpful. Another reason that you might be consuming too many calories is your calorie tracker is just 
not correct. So a lot of these apps like MyFitnessPal or um, Chronometer, they tend to overestimate the calories that you might burn in a day or calories that you might need. Um, and so obviously if it's telling you you need to eat 2200 calories to be in maintenance but you only need to eat 2100 calories or 2000 calories then then you're going to have a very slow weight gain or you're just you're not going to be losing weight and this can be really frustrating because we plug our numbers in we get really excited we follow the numbers to a t we're maybe even weighing our food and we're doing everything exactly like we should be but we're not seeing results. So I, I would say to, to fix, and I'm putting this in quotes, to fix this issue, I would find a TDEE calculator online, and that is a total daily energy expenditure calculator. It's a lot more accurate, I think, than relying on the formulas that are in these apps. They tend to ask more in-depth questions. Uh, you can also, if you wanna be even more accurate, use like body fat calculators. Catch McArdle is a good one. Um, and I'll put links to all this stuff in the show notes so you can just click instead of Googling around. But finding out a more accurate number of your caloric expenditure every day can really help you to, to dial it down. And if you're losing weight or you're maintaining and that's your goal, then you can totally ignore this, but you're probably not really focusing on this podcast if that's the truth. But if you're really struggling and you're thinking to yourself, I'm like tracking, I measure out my food, then maybe this is something, this is an avenue to explore. This is something you should look into. Another way you can sort of trick these calculators into providing you either more accurate information or information that at least is more helpful to your weight loss goals is you can provide the, um, the app like my Fitbit or MyFitnessPal or chronometer, whatever, lose it, whatever app you're using to track your food and your fitness, you can provide it with a weight that is lower than what your current weight actually is. A good strategy I find is to provide these apps with your goal weight so that it's calculating everything as if you're already at that weight. So it will say that you're burning fewer calories when you exercise. It will say that you're burning fewer calories just existing, but it might provide you with a better way to achieve your weight loss goals if you're eating for this target weight already. Okay, so with calories out of the picture, let's talk about our periods. If you are a menstruating person, you probably notice that you at least feel different at different times of the month. You might not notice actual weight gain, but you might notice that you feel very bloated closer to your period than you would otherwise. And this happens on ketogenic diets as well. So if you've just started keto and you say to yourself, oh man, I not only haven't lost any weight, but I, so, I still feel bloated and gross and I'm actually, I'm actually gaining weight. Then this, it very well could just be that you need to look at the calendar and see when your period is coming. I know for me, I still gain a pound of two of water before my period and it's really annoying but it goes away right after and it doesn't end up actually sticking it's not real weight gain it's just water retention um some people can gain and this is crazy but true and if you're one of these people I am sincerely sorry for you some people can gain up to 10 pounds in water weight before their period which just sounds deeply uncomfortable um if you're one of those people that's just a normal part of your cycle um, and actually might be something worth talking to your doctor about, just 
something to keep in mind. Also, if you have conditions like endometriosis or polycystic ovarian syndrome, you may notice that you do hold on to a little more water weight and that losing weight can be a little more difficult. So these are things to keep in mind as well. And again, talk to your doctor about it. It's, it's definitely worth having that conversation. So long story short about periods is that if you find yourself not seeing a change in the scale or even seeing a little uptick in the scale and you look at a calendar and you're close to your period, don't even worry about it. Just put the scale down, stop looking at the scale, focus on your life, just do things that make your body feel good. And then after your period is over, then look at the scale again. The next reason why you might not be noticing a change in the scale, I'm actually gonna lump these two together and that is basically um, you haven't regulated your bowels yet, we'll basically just say. Um, I know a lot of people who switch to a ketogenic diet can experience constipation at the beginning. And if you're one of those people, you might notice weight gain just because you have food stuck in there and now waste in there um, and you haven't eliminated it yet. So if you have noticed that your bowel movements aren't particularly regular and you're a little bit constipated, then that could very well be causing you to not see a drop at all in the scale. Um, sometimes constipation is actually due to dehydration. So it's worth looking, thinking about how much water you're drinking and taking a look at how much water you're drinking and kind of bumping that up a little bit to see if, if that kind of gets things moving and if that movement is reflected in the scale, we'll say. Um, another reason would be the time of day that you're weighing yourself. It's really important, just as if you were a scientist, it's important to make sure that you're eliminating as many variables as possible when looking at weight loss to determine a pattern. Um, and one of those variables is what you consume throughout the day. So you'll notice that when you weigh yourself in the morning after you've gone to the bathroom, you're at your lightest. If ever I weigh myself, I make sure to do it then because, you know, it's, I don't know, it's just, it's you without the food you're going to eat that day. Um, anytime after that, when you've consumed food, when you've consumed liquids, that's in your body being processed, that's going to contribute. So if your first weigh-in on your very first day is after you've gone to the bathroom, after you've had your coffee, before you've eaten anything, you're going to be lighter than if it's at nighttime after you've had a whole day's worth of eating. So if you use your first day metric from 8 a.m. and the, the next one is from 8 p.m. the next day, you're probably not going to see weight loss because it's not a consistent marker. Um, you've now got that entire day's eating in your guts. So just stay consistent with your weighing. It provides a much more accurate picture and can be a lot less frustrating if you have at least a baseline to go from. Since we just touched on dehydration, I do wanna dive into that a little bit more. Dehydration can also play a role in um, water retention. And that seems a little counterintuitive because you would think if you were dehydrated, then you have no extra water in your tissues, but oftentimes your body will perceive that dehydration and then hold on to that extra, that extra fluid as a way to, to ha like preserve it basically for the future, which is a weird way to say that, sorry. Um, so if you think that, or if you take a look at your water intake, like we just talked about, just make sure you're actually getting enough water and further that you're getting enough potassium. So 
Another cause of dehydration is consuming too much salt. Um, and consuming too much salt can also have you hold extra water. On keto, we're really encouraged to eat a lot of salt. Um, those keto exogenous ketone products all contain a lot of salt. Um, we're told to just salt our food liberally. Most packaged keto foods are pretty salty. Basically, keto has, is, a, is kind of a high salt diet. And that's all well and good so long as it's balanced by potassium. If you remember from those high school biology classes, fluid regulation in your body is governed by these sodium potassium pumps in your cells. The sodium allows fluid to enter your cells and potassium allows it to exit your cells. So if you're consuming a lot of sodium but not a lot of potassium, then fluid's coming into your cells, but it's not being escorted out as I was told in a diagram many a year ago. Um, so just take a look at your, your potassium intake and see how that matches up with your salt. And I'll link to some articles below, including an infographic on potassium um, and sources of potassium so that you have a better idea of that. So just keep fluids in mind, sodium and potassium in mind, um, especially if you're taking a supplement like those, um, like I mentioned the exogenous ketones. I do not regularly take those. Um, sometimes I'll use one as a pre-workout, but about a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago, somebody gave me a tub to try out just to say, like, here, I want you to try this. Um, and I ended up gaining, I think it was five pounds in the first few days because I, my body just wasn't used to all that added sodium because I didn't change the way I was eating. I just ate how I normally would, but I didn't account for the fact that I was now adding like an absurd amount of sodium every day. And I just held on to so much water and um, it actually kind of wasn't my favorite experience. So I tend not to, <clears throat> I tend not to recommend diving right into a full on exogenous ketone experience. Um, unless you you had experience with them before. But anyway, totally unrelated. My point is that once I regulated my salt intake, I, realized I ended up flushing out all that extra fluid. But if you have found yourself taking these exogenous ketones and you're suddenly gaining weight and you don't know why, that's definitely something to look into as well. Another reason why you might not be seeing any changes reflected on the scale is because you're just basically not giving enough time to your body or, or to this program to see results. I know we all have looked online, we've all seen those stories and you see pic pictures on Instagrams and posts on Reddit and, did I say Instagrams? Anyway, um, pictures on Reddit and posts on Facebook about before and afters and how people lost 10 to 20 pounds in their first week and keto is a lifesaver and it's a miracle and the very first day they lost five pounds and they can't believe they've never done this before. And it's inspiring. It's wonderful to look at those and to see all of these incredible stories and people feeling so much better and they feel the sense of pride in themselves that they haven't in a while and it's like making me a little emotional to think about because I love reading these stories so much. But it's also a little bit frustrating because we're not all that person. And in fact, that person is more rare than I think the prevalence of these stories would have you believe because we're not going out and posting about, oh, like the first day of keto, I didn't lose any weight. I didn't really lose weight till like day three. And then it was like two pounds. And then after the first month, I lost five pounds, which is still a lot of weight and is still a great accomplishment, but it doesn't sound as impressive. So 
those stories tend not to be shared as much. And so we have this idea that keto is this magic bullet where you immediately hop into ketosis and then suddenly you lose 10 pounds and then you just keep steadily losing them. So if you get to the point, well, firstly, I guess it's important to note that your first day of keto, you're probably not in ketosis unless you are one of those people who fully exhausts their glycogen stores every day because you're training for a marathon, but you didn't carbo load and now your body is just crying out for those, those carbohydrates and has eaten them all up. Unless you're that person, day one, you're probably not in keto. You might not even be in ketosis on day two or day three. It might take you to day four. That's not unusual. And so for these first few days, if you're not actually in ketosis, your body's not going to shed that water weight, especially if you're doing more of a lazy keto approach where you're not necessarily at a caloric deficit to start. You're just easing yourself into ketosis first, which again, totally valid. So it can be kind of frustrating when you see that and you're like, oh my gosh, I've been doing this for four days and I don't even, I haven't lost a single pound. I haven't lost any water weight. That can be really frustrating. And then if you continue to go that first week and you still haven't lost weight because maybe you're constipated or maybe you're just dehydrated or any of the reasons we just talked about, you're close to your period, it can be even more frustrating. So if you've been doing keto for a week and you haven't lost any weight, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even think twice about it. That's not even, that's not a big deal at all. You're keep on keeping on, keep on doing you. You're doing fine. Don't worry about it. If it's, I mean, as long as you feel okay, obviously, like if you feel awful, then maybe reevaluate things. But if it's been two weeks, honestly, even two weeks, I would say just keep on keeping on, stay the course. Don't worry about it too much. After two weeks, if you haven't lost any weight and you're eating at a caloric deficit and you're, you know that you're tracking your calories accurately and you're consuming enough fluids and you're getting enough potassium and you're going to the bathroom regularly, you're weighing yourself at the same time every day, then maybe you should start to explore other reasons why you might not be losing weight. And at a certain point in time, and I always feel bad telling people this because I feel like it sounds like I'm just copping out, like I don't want to help them. But at a certain point in time, you, you should really talk to your doctor about these things because there could be an underlying hormonal issue that hasn't been taken into account yet and fixing that. For instance, if you have thyroid issues that are undiagnosed, or if you have something like I mentioned before, polycystic ovarian syndrome that is undiagnosed, this could be leading to all sorts of problems. It can be so refreshing to go to a doctor. I had thyroid issues um, years ago with a slow thyroid and just having that person say, oh no, the reason you're tired all the time is because of your thyroid. Like it's not just you failing. The reason that you haven't lost any weight even though you're dieting isn't because you're failing, it's a hormonal imbalance because your thyroid is sluggish and just, I don't know, it's just, I mean, firstly, it's good to fix medical problems in your body, but it's also nice emotionally to have someone tell you that, no, you're not doing anything wrong. This just isn't, like your body is just not working with you right now. And so speaking with a medical professional can genuinely be very, very helpful. Okay, so I got, I might have rambled a little bit there, which if you listen to me, you know is kind of my style. I like to think it's a charming thing about me, but I guess the jury's still out on that. So we're just going to try to wrap this up pretty quickly so I don't take up your whole day. And we're going to talk about exercise and weight gain with exercise and keto. So you think that when you start a new weight loss plan, you're just going to lose weight everything's going to be fantastic. You're building muscle, so you're going to burn more calories and your life gets easier, right? 
So that's not exactly how it goes. Anyone who has started a new training program knows that the weight loss is not necessarily linear at that point in time. And in fact, you might actually gain weight and you likely will gain weight at the very start of a training program, especially if you are not used to the the training. If you're if you're someone who's totally inactive or who works at a desk job and then suddenly starts working out and doing strength training and a bunch of cardio and now you're you're doing the stairmaster and you're doing strength yoga and now you're also lifting you're creating all these tears in your muscles and your body has to repair it somehow. And the way your body does that is by sending extra fluid to those tissues that have, has nutrients in it so that your, your body can repair and create new tissue to help you with this increased load on your muscles. So this new muscle tissue, that's weight that you will gain. This fluid, this extra fluid that goes to your, to your muscles to repair them, that's additional weight that you'll gain. So you might look at the scale and notice that after your first day of working out, that next morning, you've actually gained weight. And also you feel terrible because of delayed onset muscle soreness or DOMS. That's that gross, sore feeling where you feel kind of tight and everything feels kind of swollen and painful. It's just muscle soreness, but also it has that fluid retention with it. So that is just something that happens when you first start working out. It eventually does go away, but it can be a couple of weeks for some people really before their body adjusts to a new training regimen. And if you're one of these people, then you might see that little uptick on the scale as your body gains muscle. You might see that little uptick on the scale as your body has this fluid retention. And eventually that goes down. So after that initial period where your body is finally getting used to working out, where the excess fluid isn't really an issue anymore, where um, the extra muscle that you've gained, which is metabolically active tissue, is actually helping you to burn extra fat, so now you're losing more fat. After the dust has settled and all of that starts happening, you're going to see the scale move in the correct direction. But During those first two weeks, again, don't even worry about your scale. If you're starting a new exercise program as well as keto, don't think about your scale because you're likely going to see weird number fluctuations. Otherwise, after those first two weeks, again, just if you're doing a daily weigh-in, make sure it's at the same time. Um, I would maybe suggest spacing it out a little bit more because your weight can fluctuate daily for many reasons that are unrelated to how much fat you have in your body. But anyway first two weeks of a workout program, don't worry about it. It's You're probably just experiencing a very normal increase in your weight that will eventually settle itself out. Finally, let's talk about rest, and that is both rest from exercise and just sleeping in general. If you're not sleeping enough, your body is not repairing tissue, your body is not doing its normal functions, and studies have actually shown that when you don't get enough sleep, you are inclined to consume more calories and your metabolism slows down, and I will of course link to studies about this. So if you are in this sleep deficit and your metabolism has slowed, then and you're not taking that into account when you're consuming calories, because of course you want to eat more because you need to get that energy from somewhere then you might be gaining a little weight or at least holding on to weight. The second half of this is if you are starting a new exercise program and you're being really intense about it and you're not giving yourself a day off. And this is actually, this is something that happens a lot. I get 
questions from people and they're like, I don't understand what's going wrong. I'm eating at a crazy deficit. I'm exercising my butt off every single day. Like, why am I not losing weight? I don't have hormonal issues. What's happening? And people are really frustrated. And part of this is that you need to give your body a break. You need rest days for your body to rebuild tissue, to re, I guess, balance everything, we'll say. But honestly, it's just to repair. Even professional athletes have rests. Even professional bodybuilders have rests. You'll notice if you look at a lot of weight, um, weightlifting programs, there are rest days built in. Most, most fitness programs have rest days built in. So if you're not taking a rest day, then your body has very little time to repair itself and is likely holding on to that extra fluid and all of those like the sarcoplasmic fluid that is trying to help you repair your muscle, muscle tissue. So it's pretty, it's pretty simple. Just if you, if you're one of those people who is high achieving and you've decided that you have to work out every single day. And I mean, I totally get that inclination. Just be kind to yourself a couple days a week and give yourself a rest day. Give yourself a day off where you just do light movement, like walking or maybe some restorative yoga and stretching just to like rebalance everything and bring your body back to that neutral state. So that'll do it. I really hope that that was helpful for you and kind of showed you some reasons why either the scale is not moving while you're in ketosis or maybe it's moving in the wrong direction. So I really do hope that that helped to either clarify some things or at least make you feel better. I know how incredibly frustrating it can be to be doing everything according to plan and then still not see a change in that number. But it's not the end of the world. There are many reasons why you might be gaining weight and most of them seem to resolve within two weeks. So oftentimes the answer is just to wait it out. Again, I hope this is helpful and I hope you all have a wonderful rest of the week or weekend, wherever you are. Um, enjoy, I'll talk to you soon.